the future of photography. Hey buddy, how you doing? Doing good. You've been on vacation, right? Uh, yes, and it's been awesome. <laughs> and I have lots of great photography stuff to talk about that's cool. come about because of my holiday as well. So, you know. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have a vacation just yet, but I will travel for a few weeks in in fall. So uh, Yeah, that, but, that's but, vacation time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's, it's this interesting mixture because I do photo tours and I have a bunch of photographers with me. We'll go to Ireland and then we'll go to uh, Morocco and we'll be to Lofoten in Norway and it's it's always this mixture of like, okay, of course, I'm going to a different place. There's a change in pace and everything, but it's also work. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting kind of uh, setup and I'm very much looking forward to this. And just to make sure every, <laughs> people don't get worried, we will keep going for, with a weekly episode for you. So we are going to pre-record a few. So we won't, we won't leave you hanging. No, no. So, okay. All right. I'm, I'm jesting. That's definitely work stuff, but I am slightly envious of your day job. <laughs> um, me, me too. If I, if I, if I wasn't doing this job, I would be envious too. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I shall, I shall go back to software development land ne uh, next week, um, <laughs> but that that's fine. Cause I do actually, I do actually enjoy my work. So that, that, that's okay. But uh, it's, it's not quite as out and about as, as all of those places. You know, you, you know, one thing that I love about doing this and it is completely not related to the travel and everything, but I get to meet a lot of people and I get to see what they're shooting with. I mean, deep at heart, I'm also a bit of a gearhead. So I'm, tr I'm trying to reduce that and I'm doing a fairly okay job there. But every now and then I, I get introduced on these tours, I get introduced to a gadget that I am just in awe of. Like, uh, just I've, I've just recorded and released a, an episode of uh, Tips from the Top Floor of the other podcast I do, which uh, talks about a gadget to... It's it's what I call a single tasker. One it does one thing and it does good. And it's a little gadget by Olympus. I'm not being paid to say that, but I've, I've just I've <laughs> seen this thing. Um, and it it's a little sight that you put on the hot shoe of your camera, and it helps you uh, frame a bird or an airplane in flight with a long lens with ease. You know, oh, okay. the, the, the problem when you want to shoot something and the lens is too long and you can't really see, and it's hard to find this thing in the sky. Ah, and right. Yes, yes. This one adds a little like red crosshair on top of the 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 thing that's flying, and you hold the camera at your outstretched arm, so you not have you don't have it at your at your eye, so you get to see the entire sky and the thing you're tracking, and all you have to do is align that little red thing, that little red dot with what you're tracking, and it's in the frame. It's one okay. of those one of those. Oh wow! It's it's one of those moments when you go. Hmm. Someone has really thought this through well. It does one thing only, but it does it uh, in a really good way. So, that, yeah, that that's, that sounds cool. I have had that problem actually. I mean, I don't have, I don't actually own any massively long lenses, but yeah, you know, when when you get down to field of view of you know sort of fifteen degrees or something like that, yeah, you know, or the, the, less depending on like if you're shooting five hundred millimeter focal length, we're talking a few degrees only. Yeah, that's that. That's the and there's a big old sky you've got to hunt around in. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I rarely have a, I don't really have a justification to get one of these um, because I rarely have this problem. But on the other hand, it's almost like 
it's almost like a tip of the hat to get one because it is this i'm i'm in awe of the of the thinking behind this well sometimes sometimes you just have to don't you sometimes you have to just because just because you want to <laughs> that is true yes <laughs> okay, but okay back fair to enough. well that's a good way to bring us into the show actually because today i i do want to talk about the fun side of buying toys today you know, um, because because i have been on this trip and of course you know i i take cameras with me how many did i take? i think i took four cameras with me oh wow um but uh yeah we're all, all good at different things though as as you say so so um but there, there is you know there is a uh a thread i'd like to pull together and this is part partly this is about celebrating the kit that we have available to us today right mm-hmm. yeah some of the stuff that uh, you can do with cameras today is just awesome and i'll talk about my own experiences with that in a minute and and some of it of course as ever is is a wish list and some speculation and uh, and our age-old question of, of what does this mean for the future of photography but uh yeah i didn't want to didn't want anybody to think i was going to be coming into this with a a wish list because i'm having a moan about the the, the kit that we get to play with um hmm uh my kit has held up really steadily and very strongly over the last two weeks despite all the stuff that i've thrown at it so let's well i'll tell you what i'll just dive in how about that how about go ahead go ahead (laughs) okay because i have been to cornwall for two weeks uh on a family vacation i have two kids under 10 years old um and we've been on a family holiday to cornwall which is a very southwest um part of the uk and a very popular holiday destination in the uk uh loads of things to see and do there lots of outdoor and active stuff um and uh, i've even been uh, in the last two weeks to the southernmost point of the mainland uk a place oh. called lizard point not land's end <laughs> a place called lizard point <laughs> okay you may actually i don't know whether you'd know these names or not chris but you know the uh you always talk in the uk about john o'groats to land's end land's end is uh yeah first the first time i was was i became aware of land's end was when there was a clothing brand by that name and then (laughs) and then i looked it up and it uh and it turned out to be this uh, point somewhere at the southern it is the very southwest um, tip, or, or not, not? It's not quite the southernmost tip, but it's the sort of certain the most southwesterly <laughs> place. Every place has their superlative, right? Oh, it does, it does, because Lizard such Point, and such which place is, of the of the largest teapot in the world. Yes, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and John O'Groats uh, is uh, the equivalent spot in the northeast of Scotland. Um, although interesting enough, by a, by about a few hundred yards, it is all, it is also not the most northerly point of the UK. That's again a few miles away. So anyway, sorry, that's a, that's a complete aside. So what have I done? <clears throat> well, uh, I went down a tin mine. So I've been underground in a tin mine in the last two weeks. Um, Cornwall was a place in the uh, an area that's famous for its mining of tin. Um, I I don't know whether um, the TV series Poldark has reached Germany, but uh, it, it's um, been going here in its most recent form in the in the last couple of years in the UK very popularly, um, and uh, that's a, a, a historical drama about tin mining. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there are loads of. Um, there are loads of tin mines, uh, and uh, a lot of them you can visit now. And there's not a lot of actual mining going on these days. It's too expensive now in the UK to do it. Um, but the uh, you can go down to these places, go down underground. Um, what else have I done? Two days ago, day before yesterday, I was sea kayaking in the Atlantic Ocean. 
USC? Sea Kayaking. Oh, Sea Kayaking. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, the, happily, because of uh, the very hot spell we're having in the UK, the water was warm enough you could go in, in the ocean with just a wetsuit. And mm. uh, um, although, of course, the trick is not to fall in. How many, how many cameras did you drown? Uh, I didn't drown any, actually, okay. uh, which is one of the things I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate my, my waterproof camera. <laughs> you brought all the cameras back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I went to uh, an outdoor theatre. Uh, that is carved into the edge of the cliff um, like it and it, it by look and feel it's a bit like a roman amphitheater but it's carved into the edge of a cliff and uh, you look down at the stage and behind the stage is just the sea and then the horizon it's be- a beautiful beautiful place um, i'll put links to these in the show notes actually <laughs> just so people can see um, uh, and if you're visiting cornwall it's a fantastic place cool anyway Right, all of that is the preamble, so I should probably have gone through that a bit more quickly. <laughs> so the cameras I took with me, I'm not going to talk about all of them in detail. Some of them are just not really relevant to this conversation. I took a tiny little uh, 110 film SLR, uh, because in my other podcast, The Sunny 16 Show, um, uh, we have a thing called the Cheap Shots Challenge, and that's my Cheap Shots Challenge camera, and I had to, to take some landscape photos with that. I took a, uh, a Lomography Instax Square camera for mm. snapshots, always good fun. Um, and then on the digital side, I took uh, my Fuji X-T1, which I've been using for some uh, stills and some video. And uh, the main point of the conversation, uh, my Olympus TG4 Tough camera. Okay, so in the in those four cameras, you do not count. Apparently, you do not count your smartphone as a camera. Oh, good point. Yes, I had that as well. Because that is yes. that is the cameras we are all going to be shooting with smartphones only very fairly soon. Well, do you know what? <laughs> and I did I did use that. I used that mostly for little video clips. Okay, things like when we were things things. You know, um I don't shoot a lot of stills on my my uh, my phone. But uh, I do sometimes shoot video. I have the the Filmic uh, Pro app, uh, which allows to shoot. Uh, it gives you quite a lot of control over the video you shoot on a phone, um, uh, and that's always good to use as well. Um, I was using my phone for video editing though, mm-hmm. using the Luma Fusion app, which is an awesome app. That's a that's a whole other story, but that's a, a that's an awesome, uh, an awesome app. But but you know, really, I'm trying to say actually, yeah, this 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 tough camera that I have has been awesome it's been down the tin mine um which in fairness was a uh, a fairly safe environment um did it perform well well it's a bit dark down there for a tiny little sensor like that so it wasn't great but mm-hmm. yeah it did the job um on the kayaking and just on the beach in general absolutely awesome because cool. you can just throw it in the sea <laughs> i've got yeah it comes with a wrist strap that is also a float <laughs> So, so you you did drown a camera, but it uh, it didn't mind. Oh, I tell you what, you'd have to do, you'd have to go some to to drown that. Um, I think it's waterproof down to only about fifteen meters. But if you're a diver and you want to go deeper, you can buy the waterproof casing for it and go deeper down to I don't know I don't know how far divers go. I'm not a diver, but um, yeah, you'd have to go some to to kill that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the one I always let my kids play with as well. Um, yeah, and and actually, just a slight aside here, right? Um, the it, when you have a different angle of view on the world, possibly because you're a lot shorter than the grown-ups, um, you see everything differently. It amazes me to see what my kids shoot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 boy shot a little video of the inside of a packet of crisps the other day. Awesome. <laughs> and 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 the light what caught my i mean he was doing it just for fun and so you've got the yeah this camera and you've got this hand snaking into the packet to grab the crisps and and all the crinkling sounds of the foil pack but the for for what caught my eye was the the light um we were in a a cafe and it was very brightly lit from some big windows so there's a lot of natural daylight and and the way because the inside is all um foil and it's all reflective then but it all reflects in different ways and that's what caught my eye i just thought i wish i lived in a world i wish i had enough imagination that i would shoot a video of the inside of a packet of crisps (laughs) well i think i think it takes the unspoiled mind of a child to do that we 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 grown-ups have all been kind of uh, conformed to norms that yeah where, where you just don't do these kind of things anymore yeah it's too bad, uh, it's really too I, bad. It, it is because it, i just and i'm trying to think i i, I try and this is it, this is why i think giving the cameras to the kids to play with is is a two-way street right it's not just about oh god you're gonna break my expensive toy um actually with these tough cameras and i have the olympus ones there are other brands and i'm sure they're all very robust as well but you know you you can give this camera to the kids and it doesn't matter what they do with it you know um and so you don't have to worry about them breaking something. Um, but it, but I try and learn from what they're doing as well and the creativity that they bring to it and the ideas that they bring to it. Because that's the, the, there's a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure that I managed that, but what did I do? Um, I did a, a time lapse of building an enormous sandcastle on, <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> so stitched into uh, a, a little video of us, the four of us in our family building a sandcastle together and digging a moat around it and all sorts of other things. Uh, that was, you know, that, that was good. And then I did some, um, I did some video flybys of it as well. <laughs> oh, so, so are you, are you going to turn this into like a vlog or something, or is it just like for your internal family usage? Uh, mostly it's just for family stuff. It's, uh, I had, I don't do vlogging. I've never done vlogging. So you're not, you're not turning into the next, uh, Casey Neistat or something. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't have an extensive enough collection of sunglasses. <laughs> I know there'd be a big investment in sunglasses I would need to become the next Casey Neistat. No, I, I, I he's, a, he's a good filmmaker. I mean, I have to say, I mean, he's 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 very popular and everything. And uh, but he he's a, he's good what, at what he's doing. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, and he he hit a real uh, a real good vibe there, didn't he? And had a really good run. Oh, and yeah, it's definitely. interesting to watch how when he stopped the daily vlogging thing, how he's developing that into a much more multi dimensional you know, uh, approach. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's yeah. always interesting to watch um as well so uh no oh, this is this is mostly just for uh, th- this was a family holiday so this is you know family memories as yeah. much as anything but the inverted flyby was great after we did the sandcastle so i have a i just had a little uh micro tripod i happen to have a i think it's a uh, well i know it's a manfrotto pixie I, I don't know which one there's about 10 versions of that now but uh, i i just you know screw the camera onto it turn it upside down um and hold it near the ground and then just walk as smoothly as you can um uh, across so, the simulation a drone flyby yes mm-hmm. yes except doing it just with a handheld tripod but yeah. the important thing is holding it upside down um uh which uh of course in in post it's very easy to to flip the photos or, or oh, so, so it lets you get the camera closer to the 
to the yes. sandcastle. Closer to the closer to the ground, yeah. So that that was fun. Um, we talked a little bit about the the kayaking already. Um, you know, just 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 use a lanyard, folks. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have it attached to you at all times in a way that you are confident is robust because the sea is quite deep. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. okay and yeah. things that are made of metal tend to sink quite quickly. Um, I actually, I actually forgot my uh, my wrist strap with the float on it, so I had uh, uh, just a different camera strap, an over the shoulder camera strap. Um, and I was sat in this kayak, uh, and I had it sort of tucked into a strap on my on my um, life jacket, uh, but also on a camera strap around my neck so that it couldn't go anywhere. Uh, and then it was there whenever I wanted to, I could just pull it out um, and take some photos, you know, photos of the inside of caves, photos of other people in kayaks and that sort of thing. So that that was great. Not having to worry about whether it gets wet. Um, uh, I used when I first got it, I used to take it home and, and run, uh, rinse it under the sink to get rid of any salt residue. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think I forgot to do that this time, but <laughs> I must get it out of the bag. We only got home yesterday afternoon, so <laughs> yeah, I, um, I remember doing that with my tripod when, uh, and I will be doing this again when I go to Ireland because there are some beaches and you can shoot beautiful, amazing sunsets on, on some of those uh beaches along uh, the Atlantic coast and. Uh, with like little islands in the sea and it's just beautiful amazing looking but you will be standing in in the in the water pretty much with rubber boots on with wellies on and the tripod in the water and uh and then in the end you end up with a very crunchy tripod and you, yes i can <laughs> yeah. imagine yes and then and then you go back to uh to your place and spend like half an hour over the bathtub re- cleaning it taking it apart and cleaning all the grains of sand out of the threads and then you still haven't got it so it will be crunchy for a while but that's just the way it is that's that's the suffering you have to go through to get good photos yeah well absolutely and and you know uh i think what i've learned over time is to not be afraid to include what you might perceive to be a lower quality camera in the mix for all of that yes yes. Uh, um because uh you know when you can um uh one of the things we did with the kayaking uh was climb up on some rocks we could be- beach the kayaks in a cave that's only accessible from the sea climb over some rocks and then jump into the sea <laughs> so so i now have some some photos and some video that i was shooting two days ago um uh of my kids clambering over these rocks and jumping into the sea but i shot that whilst i was bobbing up and down in the sea <laughs> so, cool you know, so so sometimes the lens goes under the water and stuff like that but you can you know so uh it's yeah you know, but that all then can be threaded in with other things that you're doing and you know actually um it's not just all about some point that I I've learned. It's not all about having the best technical quality at some point. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about the position you're in that oh, you clearly, can't get yes. to, and you can't get that shot or that footage with any other, you know, any other way. Um, and at that point, yeah. Okay. 
your video might not be so gradable or your your shots you know the the raw files that come out of your tough camera are not as flexible as as the ones that come out of your dslr yeah but, but you wouldn't have you would have gotten these shots any other way exactly right? exactly yeah. exactly um and uh, i don't have a because i'm i've come at this mostly from a photography point of view rather than a video point of view uh, i don't have a, a gopro or a waterproof action video camera and to be honest i don't particularly like that super super wide look anyway i like to have a bit more control over what's in my shot than that mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's you know that, that that's me as a as a control freak photographer if i have spent a, a decade at this point trying to learn how to reduce my composition down to something that's coherent <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so so you know something that deliberately includes absolutely everything um is is, is, is a little bit counterintuitive for me at this point but um you know getting the shot is good and you know when you are stood in the water in ireland take a tough camera stick it on the sunset mode right because some of these cameras have really good scene modes as well by the way and i know i can just hear all our listeners going no (laughs) but i do i i actually do this um i you know i i will go out and i'll say okay so this is a sunset right yes i'll take the raw file absolutely i will but i'll also take the uh you know the the processed jpeg because actually you know people like olympus and fuji and they're not Sony doing a bad job there. <laughs> they're not doing a bad job this is the we are living the future of photography yeah. you know more control is great but some of these things are really really good now <laughs> i i have so. i have a little bit planned uh, for next week for next week's episode about some scene modes and how Stuff. Well, we'll 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 talk, we'll talk about that next week. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Good segue. So I tell you what, though. Uh, I tell you what, though. It, uh, we do need to think about what happens next, uh, and you know, what is the future of photography? This stuff. This is great that we've got all of this kit, but uh, it, it would be. Uh, I wouldn't be telling the whole truth if I said it was you know pure utopia, right? <laughs> So what would I like? I have a little wish list here. Hopefully it doesn't come across as too demanding. And <laughs> <laughs> but let, maybe, let me you, hear it. maybe you can be the judge of that. Okay. So first off, first off, um, the, uh, I would like a, a tough camera with a one inch sensor. Right. So bigger um, sensor, more light sensitivity. And yeah, just a uh, the whole thing in a rugged quality. case. Yeah, just a slightly better quality. Um, I, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I have the Olympus TG4, which at this point is the previous generation. Um, and I know that Olympus in the current generation of their cameras has actually reduced the number of pixels. Oh, okay. Um, to, it, it's gone down from about 16 megapixels to somewhere between 12 and 13, I think, with the aim of making it better quality. So, um, and I happened to bump the, 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 uh, the kayaking guy had the new version. <laughs> so after we'd been out and we come back in and, uh, I said to him, you know, is it, is it worth the upgrade? And I, and I, I made sure he said in front of my wife that it was worth the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, so sneaky. we'll see what happens with that thread. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just a bit better image quality. I think the photos on mine, great. Um, uh, the video is a bit crunchy. It's a bit over sharpened. Um, and so actually my second wish list point is uh, I'd really like to have a bit more control over how the, the, the settings in, in 
this in my camera i'd like to be able to say okay here's a manual exposure setting um uh rather than have it ride whatever it thinks um and i'd like to be able to say don't sharpen this please because you're doing it too much uh or or don't boost the contrast too much because in this scene it's going to make it really look silly so you um, you want to regain some of the control from the camera just again. a little bit just a little bit or at least have the uh, option yeah to, to have the option that that would be that would be the good thing to have the option um uh, and just see see where we could get with it but the, i mean these the, these are, are minor points you know um uh but but it would be nice to have um and that's partly i guess because i'm coming at this from having you know having you know fully functional very sophisticated cameras with lots and lots of controls mm -hmm. uh, and i've learned how to use those and learn how to get the best of those um part of using these tough cameras is unlearning true yeah so there's there, there's there's a thing there is this yeah, a wish list um of course you know if you have a bigger sensor then your lenses are going to get bigger it's not going to be you know the same size as a packet of cards anymore um so actually um i quite like i'm really i'd really like to see this um multi-sensor technology in a tough camera That would be awesome. Yeah, we were talking, you know, recently about, you know, nine, the nine, the nine lenses in a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> nine and, yeah. But imagine what you could do if you put that in a, in a rugged device. And, and if the software was then so good that you would be using this just, yeah, without yeah. too much thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause the, the, the form factor is important for these, these outdoor stuff. I mean, you can't have a lens that, you know, if you're going to be out and about, you can't have a lens that's moving because then you'll get sand in it or you'll get yep. salt in it. Um, or you'll whack it against a rock and just simply break the lens off, <laughs> which True. is probably yeah. what I would do. <laughs> um, so that that would be nice. Um, then there's one that I don't think is even feasible, which is I'd love to have one of these things with a mic input in it. Um, uh, but that's that's more of a video thing than a photo thing. True. Um, uh, I, I'm constantly on the lookout for a compact camera with a, a microphone input. Um, I think I'm just about to do something uh, which I don't like to do, which is to buy a proprietary connector microphone because uh, I have a. Ooh, that I know, only will I work know. with that one camera then. Hmm. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but I have a uh, a Fuji X20, which is a, a little compact camera from I don't know three, four, five years ago at this point. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, but it has a, uh, I've always held off buying the microphone for it because you have to buy the proprietary connector. Mm. Um, uh, and, uh, but I think I'm going to have to do it. It's not massively expensive, but I think I, I, I will do it to get that compact video thing. That's not a, a waterproof camera by any stretch, but. And, um, and not a waterproof microphone either. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? How do you make waterproof microphones? I'm not sure. I mean, you're the audio engineer. There are um, some, and they're called hydrophones. They're made to record underwater. So Okay, is that how you get whale noises? That's how you get whale noises and things. And uh, there's, there's a technique that. Douglas Adams writes about in Last Chance to See where he's out somewhere at the Yangtze River and he wants to record underwater what kind of noises from the engines the, the dolphins in the Yangtze River are are subjected to on, an, on a daily basis and the BBC guy, BBC radio guy he's with is like, oh, you should have told us we, should, we could have brought a hydrophone but then they have this emergency technique where they use a regular microphone and wrap it in a condom and then he... <laughs> 
which which it can made to be made to work um, in in a pinch. It's not quite as good, but it kind of works. And uh, then 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 he goes off into telling the story of how they are in uh, in uh, China trying to buy two guys in China b trying to buy condoms and it is hilarious <laughs> so I would highly recommend last chance to see is a, a super underrated book every Douglas Adams Adams fan knows Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, last chance to see is Uh, wonderful because it teaches you about the planet and about some some of the species that are on the way out and it also is hilarious hmm. Hmm. so yes you, you i haven't read do, that one i've read it i've read quite a lot of douglas adams but, but i haven't read that so. but now you know how to turn a regular microphone into a hydrophone that's <laughs> well if i'd known it was that easy <laughs> yeah well it's, it's not as effective though no No, I can imagine, but but so, uh, but, but yeah, again, it's a, a, a tricky one. That one, the way the way that my camera handles that is, it has two normal, you know, microphones, just you know, the the tiny little holes you get in the case, mm. um, and it's when you when you go underwater, um, it, it it sounds like you're going underwater, which as as you might expect, uh, the fun the fun bit is when you come out of the water again, and the microphone the microphone ports are on the top of the unit, so the water doesn't drain out of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're you're back above the water again um and um, but you can't hear any any of the noises properly because the microphones themselves are still full of water but right. you can shake them out and it works fine um so uh, but hey ho yeah the wish list wish list um and the other thing then just just uh i'd love if there was a an ecosystem of accessories for these tough cameras a bit like there are for gopros Right, because you know, uh, like, um, I don't feel the need to have a helmet mount. <laughs> mm -hmm, true, but it, it, but it would be good if, um, yeah, you, you, the just the just the the bits that are around it and the extras that you get, you know, the the very specific use case stuff, um, like uh, uh, suction mounts um, uh, or specific uh, small tripods that are built with that form factor in mind for a GoPro. Right. It'd be great if there were some of those things uh, that you could get uh, slightly slightly bigger and there are there are some manufacturers that do stuff in that line uh joby is one manfrotto is another actually are they the same company now um, joby get bought by manfrotto possibly yeah or by vitek who owns the whole all of that There's and then quite a lot of, if you follow the threads it's probably one big corporation owning like it, it, 50 it is it's called vitek yes. it's called vitek imaging v-i-t-e-c vitek mm -hmm. imaging they mm -hmm. they they went on a, a massive acquisition spree starting some years ago and they they own If I have a look at them, um, in a good way, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's a good thing, but they own quite a lot of brands. They own bag manufacturers and, and hardware manufacturers, all sorts of stuff. Vitek Imaging Group. Yeah. Manfrotto, like Gitzo, Avenger, National Geographic, the photo part, Lastolite, Joby, and Low Pro. See, it's told you. It's on their homepage. It's on their homepage. <laughs> they are, they're, those are, and those are some big brands, all of those. It's like it's um, like it's like the glasses, um, the glasses uh, cartel. Where if you buy sunglasses, there's a chance that like ninety percent of them come from the same group. Yeah. Oh yes, or like that village in China that makes all the Christmas decorations. Yes, like all all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> so much, so much about the future of manufacturing in general. 
<laughs> yes, yes. So there you go. There's a, there's a little uh, a little field report, um, and uh, you know sometimes it, you know we, we we talk a lot about the future, and uh, I don't know. There's a bit of me that thinks it sounds like an I want, I want, I want all the time. <laughs> so today I'm celebrating the good stuff that I've been able to use my kit for for the for the last two weeks, and really just as the the you know, at this point. The things I'm asking for really are minor tweaks, aren't they? <laughs> That's true. We live in the future. We do, and yes. I'm enjoying it immensely. Just what we do. All right. So that is episode 40 of the Future Photography, and yeah, next week a little bit about the um, scene modes and about carrots. Whatever More that might be. More about mean. carrots. Excellent. More about carrots. Until then, everyone, take care. Bye. been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Music